What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Inner Athlete. This is episode number 44, and today's episode is all about changing the mindset of a debate into a it depends kind of a situation in terms of understanding calorie and macronutrient breakdowns for specific goals and specific types of populations. And I really got fired up to, well, what really drew me to talk about this today was I was flipping through social media last night and I had just started to see, it's a really cool thing that a lot of the CrossFit culture is switching from a very low carb Um, fueling athletes on very low carb, very low calorie into a, I need carbs. I need carbohydrates to fuel my performance. And I a hundred percent agree. And it's what I full heartedly preach, but I preach it for a specific population of people. And so I wanted to take this episode to kind of break down the different applications of those macronutrient splits and how you can't let the influencers that you're seeing on on TV or on social media or any of those things persuade you into trying something unless your lifestyle, your situation is very similar to them. So I wanted to kind of break things down based on what category you might fall into based on a couple of the different things I put into these different criteria and hopefully give you guys some guidance to, you know, figure out where it is you fall and what your dietary protocol should look like. And if you guys want more information, need a little bit more guidance on your own dietary prescriptions, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, I do love connecting with people, even if it's just, um, you know, you're confused and you want a quick little um, couple of tips to kind of get you guys going. That's what I'm here for. If I can, if I can touch more people, if I can help more people, um, I love it when I have people in my private Facebook group say that, you know, they'll ask me a question and I answer it. And then suddenly like, boom, things start to happen for them. Like, that's really what I want to do. So I'm also working on building out a really cool guide for those of you guys out there that are probably functional fitness athletes or CrossFit athletes that are looking to get a little bit leaner and perform a little bit better. Maybe you're not the top end of the spectrum, but you want to be top end in your gym and you also want to look like you work out. So I'm hoping to cater some things towards you guys as well. Um, So let's kind of just start before we go into the different categories that I have and how I'm going to break this down and, and kind of go into the weeds of what exactly it is that I'm talking about. So You've got one school of people, one school of dietitians, one school of dieters out there that are like, oh my gosh, carbs are bad. We should not eat carbs. They wreck your hormones. They wreck your blood sugar. They are, you know, making you gain weight and they're, you know, your body needs to be utilizing fat for fuel. And, and that's one category of people. They're very, very carbophobic. And then you've got the other school of people who are like, carbs are your friend, carbs, we need carbs, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, they're preaching carbs, 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 carbs. And for a long time, you had people that were in neither of those categories. It was all about protein, literally double, triple body weight numbers of protein. It was just protein, protein, protein. Your body needs protein to build muscle. And then you've got the people that are like, you're not getting enough fat. Fat's gonna, you're, not, you're not getting enough fat for your hormone function. So that's why your hormones are wrecked. And at the end of the day, there's so many other things that go into this that we're focusing on one piece, right? So we're focusing on this one piece of like, What is the right macronutrient prescription for people to get leaner bodies, feel better, and all these different things? And they're focusing on this one aspect being the avenue. Eat carbs, you're going to get leaner, you're going to get fitter. Eat less fat, you're going to get leaner, you're going to get fitter. Cut out carbs, you're going to get leaner, you're going to get fitter. Eat more protein, you're going to get bigger. And I'm going to start before I even go into this is understand that that's one piece of a very large puzzle. So somebody going low carb and not fixing anything else in their diet or anything else in their lifestyle is not going to see the same results as somebody who goes low carb, 
They're watching overall calorie intake. They're monitoring stress levels. They're getting enough sleep. They're not burning the candle at both ends, meaning doing high intensity training without fueling that properly. Much like the person that's going high carb and their training is in line with fueling that or, or needing those high carbohydrates, um, or maybe they live a very sedentary life, they're not going to get the same results either. So it's really important to understand that there's so many factors that go into this. And that's why I'm breaking this down into categories. I don't know why I'm like super fired up today to talk about this. This is just like my comfort zone, I guess. I mean, I like giving you guys education on a lot of the more like scientific stuff and everything, but this is guys, this is real life. This is real life application. This is you out there listening to me driving in your car or, you know, doing some sets at the gym, whatever it is you guys do, listening to this while you're doing your meal prep, whatever it might be. That's what this episode really is. So I'm going to start with what I would like to call the top tier of the categories here. And that is the athlete. Okay. They are training like an athlete. They need to eat like an athlete. Okay. So if you are listening to this right now, and you are trying to get to the top level of your sport, whether it be in CrossFit or any other sport, you want to see what you are capable of. If you are training 60, I'm sorry, 90 to two hours a day, minimum, some of you guys up to four hours a day, and you are trying to limit the amount of carbohydrates you are eating to lose weight, lose fat, you are doing yourself a disservice. Yes. And I will go into more details on when and how you should be doing this better. But those people, you train like an athlete, so you need to fuel yourself like an athlete. These people, their main goal is to feel their best every single day and to optimize the way they perform in the gym. They actually conserve energy outside of their training as much as they can to ensure that every bit of effort is put into those one, two, four hours of their day, whatever that looks like to them. They are giving everything to that. They are prioritizing uh, recovery from their training by getting in quality sleep. They are turning off the lights at 8 p.m. and telling everybody else in the house, don't fuck with me. My sleep matters. Yes. And I know that sounds really harsh, but that's what the top level athletes are doing. So the athletes you guys see on social media, that are training four hours a day, they're eating 500 carbs a day, they look super shredded. They are literally minimizing every bit of stress they can outside of what is necessary, which is training, whatever they do for their job, and whatever they need to prepare to get themselves ready to do it again. And I lived that life for a very long time. And it is extremely hard when other factors start to come in to maintain that type of a lifestyle. It's extremely hard if you're maintaining that kind of a lifestyle and not fueling it appropriately, which I also lived that life. And it sucks because you become anxious. You become depressed. Suddenly your training sessions that you used to be able to get through everything in an hour is now taking you two hours because you're like losing steam and you're having to try and fight for motivation. It takes you a little bit longer to move. You find distractions. Like I get that side of it. But if that's you, here are some things for you to prioritize. And this is going into what I was talking about, about the needs of different populations. So listen up, even if this isn't you, because you're going to come next. Okay. These athletes that are training with the main purpose of like performing at their best, their body composition is the one that allows them to be at their optimal weight and body fat percentage for their sport. So they don't want to be too heavy. They don't want to be too lean that their goal is like optimizing how they 
perform. So their, their body composition, their body weight needs to be aligned with that. So you guys need to be prioritizing in enough protein. So I'm sorry, if you're an athlete and you're telling me you can't get your protein in, you are training something wrong. Cause I'll tell you right now, I train like an athlete and I never have enough protein. I have no problem getting enough protein. Now, when I'm really busy, that might be, that might change where like, I just can't, you know, I don't have the time to sit down and eat it. So I might have to do like a liquid protein, which I can talk to you about my products that I use. But if you're an athlete and you're not getting in enough protein, like that's number one, you've got to be getting enough protein. Protein matters. I'm not going back into that population of coaches that were like, yo, bro, you got to slam those protein shakes post-workout every day. No, make sure you're getting in about one gram per pound of body weight. The other thing you need to be prioritizing is your carbohydrates. Guys, if you're an athlete and you fear carbs, like you are not doing yourself any good. Your body needs carbohydrates. And if your body cannot tolerate carbohydrates, or so you think, then you should not be in the athletic population. You have a health problem that needs to be corrected. And we can kind of go into the thing there. Because every athlete should be able to have a pretty high um, carbohydrate tolerance. And if you don't, there is something else going on. For the amount of intensity you do, your body is burning through glycogen. And if it's not, then there's something else going on deeper inside that needs to be addressed. So if you are an athlete and you're listening to this and you're telling me that your blood sugar is going through the roof whenever you eat carbs, there's a problem. And that would be a secondary, a whole secondary episode that I can actually talk about. When it comes to the fat content, you want to make sure that you're getting in enough fat, but you also don't want to make sure you're getting in too much because at the end of the day, most athletes are trying to maintain somewhat of a lean physique because of their sport, but you need to be able to make sure you're getting in enough calories from carbs too. So these athletes have to actually steal a little bit from fat um, and pushing up the carbs as much as they can. However, most athletes will actually periodize their nutrition very much that they periodize their training. So they might spend some time eating a little bit higher fat, a little bit lower carb, maybe as they go into postseason when volume goes down, and then they might change it up in season when competition is, I mean, they might go super low fat, a little bit higher carb to primarily look to keep their body weight pretty much the same while maximizing that. At the end of the day, weight fluctuations with athletes are going to happen a lot. So if you're an athlete and you're also hung up on the scale, throw that fucking scale away. I know firsthand, my coach is always yelling at me to stop worrying about it because our cortisol levels are up and down all the time. It's really hard for us to get any sort of a, a real routine, but that is also why I look at weight trends, um, you know, weight, looking at weight fluctuations over the course of a week to see how it's changing from week to week. So our, our weight trend trends week from week should pretty much be the same, uh, depending on our volume and what time of the year it is. So that's kind of what you want to think about for your athlete, your, your top end athlete. These people, they have a high tolerance for carbs. They need to get in enough protein and um, obviously enough fat, but not too much if they're trying to maintain that physique while pushing up the top end level of their carbohydrate intake. Because at the end of the day, weight is manipulated by calories, not a macronutrient. So that's why I was mentioning the whole stealing. And this is also where those athletes that are getting in too much protein might find that they just decrease their protein a little bit and up their carbs perform way better because your body is going to utilize, at the end of the day, what happens to protein is it gets turned into glucose via glucogenesis if your body needs more carbohydrates. It's just a lot more expensive and not as efficient. All right. 
So now you've got the second school of people. So those are your top in athletes. Now you've got the second school of people. And I didn't really know how to title any of these people other than athletes. So I put like athletic peeps, okay? So maybe you're not necessarily an athlete, but you are athletic and you do value your fitness. However, you have a full-time job. You maybe you're a mom, you're a dad, um, you go to the gym, you really want to perform well in the gym. You want to look like an athlete. You want to look like you perform like a badass. You don't, you know, want to feel bad taking off your shirt. But your main priorities lay outside of your actual gym routine. And this is where I find that a lot of um, regular CrossFitters, uh, you know, your routine, you're in the gym five, six days a week, you stay after for some skill work. Um, you know, you have a lot of your friends are in those social circles. They all understand what you're doing. You know, that's kind of your athletic peeps. And, you know, the main thing here is understand that there is, like I said, you're not in that category where everything is revolving around your training and your nutrition. This is where your training and your nutrition fit into your day. However, they need to still be a priority. So if you're going to the gym for six days a week and you're trying to, you know, get better in the beginning, you're going to get better easily because you've never been accustomed to these things before. You've never done this type of training before, but over time that, that nuance stuff is going to go away. And this is where actually being more dialed in in your life matters. So these people should still be prioritizing getting in quality sleep managing stress and obviously watching volume uh, in terms of like, obviously training is a volume or training is a stressor. Um, So watching volume of training in relationship with uh, volume of stress in your daily life. But these people also have a high tolerance for carbs. However, their carbohydrate needs are likely going to be slightly lower than those of the athletes because of the fact that Uh, they're not training as much. And I should actually take a step back and say, it's not the carbs they need less of, it's the total overall calorie. So they don't require as many calories. So you will often see a little bit of a lower calorie intake. So than a a full on athlete, um, and you're likely going to pull those off from carbs. So the fat intake of an athletic, uh, athletic person, not necessarily an athlete is going to be very similar to that of an athlete. However, their fat or their carb intake might be slightly lower. Now, this is also very situational um, because some people, depending on their training modalities, they might thrive a little bit better on a little bit more fat just based on, you know, at the end of the day, this person, their life doesn't resolve, revolve around, you know, how much they can lift and how much they can run. Um, it revolves around other things. So their life might be more fulfilled um, being a little bit higher fat. So your calorie intake here might be a little bit more balanced in terms of like, if I was to break it down into percentages, this is where you might see that you're like a 40% carbs of your overall calorie intake. And then like 30% carbs and, um, sorry, protein and fat. This is like very zone ish. And this is what obviously Greg Glassman preached from, you know, day one of CrossFit, but, uh, looking at the athletes, they might be upwards of 50 to 60% carbs. And then, 20 to 30% from protein and fat because of their calorie needs. They're getting those extra calories from carbs. So now these people, um, unlike athletes, also need to be prioritizing movement. And this is a big one. So these athletic peeps that are looking to like perform their best, get get lean, obviously have a high tolerance for carbs because at the end of the day, guys, we should be able to not feel guilty having 
a, a serving of tortilla chips, if it fits in with our day, like that should be part of the plan. So um, these people I do also recommend maximizing movement. So unlike the athlete who's trying to like really conserve energy, um, you're looking to maximize movement outside of just your normal training. So you're trying to move a little bit more, um, getting up and walking around because you do sit behind a desk all day, not just from a weight loss perspective or a fat loss perspective, but also from a health perspective, your body needs that little bit of a breakup. It's, you know, getting up and moving around is just good for the body. The body was designed to move. And these, these people often will find that they don't really do as much periodization over the course of the year. So whereas an athlete will have like an in-season time and a post-season time, the general athletic peeps, once you achieve your like, you're kind of close to your body composition, you're just kind of seeing little um, up and flows, like ups and downs, is it should be more about situational with your life and not so much situational with your season. So yes, you might have a couple of competitions built into your season, but into your year, but it should be more about like, hey, I'm taking a little bit of a break because I'm on a vacation this week. And then I'm going to go right back to what I was doing when I get home. That kind of a situation versus a actual um, dietary periodization. That's, you know, my opinion on that. So you've got your athletes, now you've got your athletic peeps. And then I'm going to go on to the next person that I have on here. And uh, that is your non-athletes. And then, like I said, I didn't know any better terms for these. And these are the people that don't really like to work out. They don't, they'd rather, they'd rather not. They'll go to the gym if they have to. Um, they'll primarily like see themselves doing a couple of like lifts here and there. Um, maybe they follow like a very basic bodybuilding program, nothing super intense. Uh, they feel like they're just kind of like going through the motions a lot of times in the gym. They're not really committed to you know, really making big athletic changes. Now I will say this with the non-athletes, oftentimes this is where your body composition is going to be more of a genetic predisposition versus a training adaptation. So with the athletic populations, those of you guys looking to like build muscle, burn fat, you're going to see that with these non-athletes, if you don't already have the genetic potential to put on muscle easily or have a pretty good understanding of like, or I'm sorry, pretty good, um, already built up muscle, what's the word I'm looking for, but you don't already have a lot of muscle on you. You're likely not going to get a lot of it. You're going to be that softer look to you. But when it comes to carb tolerance here, I call these people moderate carb tolerance people. So you guys are like, you can tolerate carbs. This is kind of like that 40, 30, 30, maybe a little bit more of like a 35, 35, 30%, but you guys don't typically train as hard. Um, so for these people, I normally will have uh, carbohydrate meals primarily after their training and or lifestyle based. So whether they have a higher carb dinner, you know, this person is definitely not looking to really see big changes. They're, they're kind of looking for like, Hey, like I need to make sure that my life is fulfilled. I need to be healthy. I need to have a, a ideal body fat percentage for health and longevity. I want to feel my best. This is more of a, I want to look good and feel good, but I'm not super obsessed with it. You know, fitness is not my life. I don't want it to be my life. I really want it to be a very minimal piece of my life. And these people, like I said, are moderate carb and moderate fat based on their lifestyle. And then the last person that I put on here was the non-athlete. And these people are sedentary and sick. So these are the ones that are on the couch, not doing anything, 
predisposed to a lot of um, metabolic conditions and then their lifestyle is going to play a factor into exacerbating those things. Uh, these people are not athletes. They don't really, and maybe they want to be, it doesn't mean that they can't be, but right now their current lifestyle is not leading them to really burn a lot of energy. They're just very, you know, they just don't need it. It's like a car sitting in your driveway. It's not, you don't need to fill it up with gas if it's already full, you know? So if you're not going anywhere, it's not going to use the car or it's not going to use the gas. So they're, their carb tolerance is much lower. And this is where, you know, for a while CrossFit was really preaching a lot of like the keto and stuff like that. Guys, they were catering towards this population because in the soul of CrossFit is a desire to help make this world healthier and make this world better. And that population of people is the one that CrossFit was looking to help. So when you were seeing those posts, this is the people it was catering to, not the athletes who were training four hours a day, trying to make it to the CrossFit games. So movement is key here. Um, when it comes to these people in terms of what kind of diet they should follow, low carb, high carb, they are going to be lower carb, but it's because they're going to be lower calorie. They're not going to be burning a ton. So it's important for us to find um, a place to start in terms of carbohydrate tolerance. Often these people do have blood sugar issues and, or, you know, just a very low tolerance to carbohydrates. So we want to start with the diet, but we then want to get them moving. We want to get walking, whatever it is. Maybe they do want to be an athlete and they just don't feel secure in themselves to become that athlete. So we want to kind of shift into getting into that athletic population of people, finding yourself moving more, off, more often. And the goal here is that we won't always be in a low carb life. We will eventually be able to learn how to live a lifestyle that promotes maybe that non-athlete, maybe even that athletic population where you can kind of shift into things. And so this person is going to be a lower carb, also lower fat population. Now, when it comes to what I'm talking about here with these different, you know, categories of people, I want you to understand that we're never always going to be in one category. For some of us, we might be, but really what I would say is not all of us, but the non-athlete sedentary and the athlete, those people are, are likely at some point going to shift, right? So we want to get those non-athletes who are sick to become either active non-athletes or athletic population or hell, even athletes at some point. And at some point, those athletes are going to become, whether it's a very recreational fitness person or a, you know, athletic population is totally fine. And I didn't really say this, but I think that there's also a combination of um, the non-athletes and like athletic builds that fall into that non-athlete category. And what I mean by that is I think people that go to like CrossFit classes for the sake of like, Hey, it's, it's good. It's easy. Like, I don't have to think about it. I go to the gym, I get it done. And it's more of like a social thing. I, I also consider those people non-athletes. They, they don't really push themselves in the gym because they're not really looking to make big changes. They know they have to work out and they know that it's more fun when other people are doing it with them. And that's totally fine. You're just not looking to really make big changes in the, in the leaderboard or in, in your body weight or in your, um, actual, I shouldn't say body weight, but in your body composition and, or in your like PRs and stuff like that in the gym. So a couple of things now that I've kind of broken down those four categories, going to kind of reverb again, one athletes, two athletic population, three, you're not athletes, you're recreational fitness um, enthusiasts. And then you got four, and I shouldn't even say recreational fitness enthusiasts. I just mean like your, your uh, gym, gym class heroes, I guess you want to call them. They just go to the gym and they want to get a good sweat and they feel good. And then you've got your not, not athletes that are sedentary. Okay. The goal is figuring out where do you fall? Okay. So the, remember what I said, the focus of this episode is to help figure out where you need to be. Okay. 
it's not just about carbs versus fats. It's not just about high protein, low protein. It's not just about all of these different things. It's where do you fall in this spectrum right now? And where do you want to be? So if you are where you want to be, know where you fall. Okay. So for a lot of you guys, it's going to be that recreational going to the class squad and having fun or the athletic population trying to get fitter, just trying to live your best life and enjoy it. So those people in particular know where you fall and then know outside of the carbs fat debate, what other factors should you be looking at? So, you know, do you need to lose weight? So is that, is that a main primary goal of yours? Um, do you have a lot of stress in your life? Do you move enough? Like looking at all these different things that are outside of just the carbs versus fat debate. And then it's really assessing what you enjoy, what you like. And then it's going to be self-experimentation or experimentation with a coach, somebody that can guide you through this process where we can look at like, you know, for a lot of people, it's really retraining the brain. And that's what I was going to kind of go into next is like, unfortunately, we are all victimized by or victim, you know, victimed, victimized, I guess is what I said it right, by what social media puts out there for us. As I said, the, the main reason for me getting fired up about this post or this uh, episode was because I had felt that the world was going from one extreme to the other. And it's not about high fat diets being bad or low fat diets being bad or high carb diets being good and low carb diets being good. It was never about any of that stuff. It's understand that different populations of people have very different needs. And it's about assessing where you fall in the spectrum and finding what works best for you. Now, I'm going to stop and say, this does require some effort. When you are trying to learn something, especially about yourself, it is really uncomfortable. It does take you time to reflect and to think about and, and honestly make changes to your thought patterns that aren't comfortable. So know that. But there's a couple of other things that I want to kind of talk to you guys about as you're making these changes into a different type of dietary protocol or just trying to be okay with the fact that, hey, maybe you do like carbs and, you know, regardless of what social media says, you're going to enjoy eating carbs today because you like them and you're going to make sure that your lifestyle supports that kind of a diet. And maybe you are somebody that, you know, obviously doesn't like to work out that much. So you're going to have to give yourself some tough love and be like, Hey, I'm either going to move a little bit more. Or I'm going to have to live on a little bit lower calorie. So you have to kind of know where you fall, but there are some things that people really don't understand when it comes to making these dietary changes that, and this is like the last thing that I kind of wanted to talk about today. Um, and number one is if you are in a mindset of lower carb right now, and you decide to start eating more carbs. Okay. This, this has happened recently. And it's something that I wanted to talk to you guys about because I, I finally think I figured out what I should be telling this person. And I, I hope she's listening is oftentimes people will complain. I'm getting so bloated. I'm, I feel like my belly's bloated. Okay. What I'm going to say to you is oftentimes people are associating that bloating and that fullness with gaining body fat. So like, God, carbs are making me so bloated. I'm eating all this food. I'm getting so bloated. I feel full. The weight's going up. They're associating that food volume with fatness or like getting body fat. What actually is happening is they're probably bloated because they actually have food in their belly. 
So if you're eating a very high fat, low carb diet, food volume is also much less because you're essentially missing a big, big piece of volume on your plate. You know, you're getting calories from fat, which is very dense. You don't see a tablespoon of oil as much as you do. You see a cup of rice and they both have about the same amount of calories. So because of that, you have to realize that's actually a good thing. Okay. Um, I can go back to one of my episodes where I talk about the thermic effect of food, but what do you think is going to happen to all that food sitting in your belly? It's now got to be digested. And what's likely you're experiencing is a little bit of slow digestion because your body's not used to that much work. So you've essentially just given your body a ton of work to do. And it's like, whoa, system overload. That will get better over time. That will get better. But in the meantime, think about how much good you're doing for your body. If you are a high intensity athlete and you're feeling full, you're likely getting in enough carbohydrates and we can kind of go into meal timing why you wouldn't want to go do Fran at that point, but you are likely experiencing the feeling of satiation and your body's now doing what it needs to be doing to digest those calories. I think that the other analogy that I like to use with this is like, pretend that you have like a pile of wood and it's like, you want to burn it all up. That's essentially what's going on in your belly when you do that. So your body, you got to light the fire, you got to watch it burn. And that's, what's going to happen to all that food in there. So the other thing is like, I already kind of mentioned this was we tend to look way too much to others and their results to decide if it's going to work for us or not. So we see the success of somebody else on a low carb diet and we suddenly think, oh, maybe I should do a low carb diet, but maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we don't understand how different our lives might be from theirs. And maybe we are doing ourselves a disservice by doing that. So that was the other thing that I wanted to mention there. I think the last thing that kind of, as I want to close this episode out, is that understand that the, the main thing that I want to get out of this episode today is that there is no right or wrong protocol. However, the best protocol is one that starts at pretty much what I call ground zero. Happy medium, a good balance of protein, a good balance of carbohydrates, a good balance of fats, and then adjusting up or down from there. If you're starting so far in one extreme or the other, you're never going to know what it feels like to just be normal. And at the end of the day, one of my main goals with everybody that I work with is teaching them how to eat, not just how to diet. And as I mentioned, just like an athlete is eventually going to become an athletic population and no longer train four hours a day, that sedentary person can bring their life up and be fulfilled in ways that allow them to eat better, feel better, and move more. So that's all guys. I hope you have an amazing week.